0: Open up your word with me today to Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5 this morning. Joshua chapter five. As you're turning, I want to say thank you for your faithfulness with your tithes and your offering and your giving. Uh, as you do each and every week, every time you give, it helps give us helps us give life to someone else. Not only helps us on a Sunday morning, but it helps us literally minister not here in our city, but around the world. And I'm so thankful for what God is doing through uh, through our giving and through our prayers and through your faithfulness when it meets his faithfulness. And if you'd like to be a part of what God is doing through our giving, our ushers will be at the door as you leave today. You can give online. You can text to give. uh, You can give on your app, however you give. Thank you so much for being faithful with your giving. Joshua chapter five. I'm gonna move this down there because I feel like I'm about to get in a fight with this keyboard today. There we go. I felt restricted. I was getting claustrophobic up there. Joshua chapter 5, verse 8, it says, So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on that day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had manna. Mm. In other words, they no longer had a handout. It was no longer free. But they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you today for your goodness and for your mercy. Lord, I pray that right now that our hearts and our ears would be open to you. Lord, I pray that right now, Lord, as as this word comes forth, Lord, I pray every distraction that may be fighting for our attention, Lord, let those things cease. Everything that may be fighting for our attention right now. Lord, I just declare we just lay those things at the altar and we and we just fix our eyes on you. We look into your eyes this morning. We, we, we fix our ears to your voice today and we say, Lord, have your way this morning. We love you today. We give you honor today. And the church said amen. Amen, amen and amen. This morning, I am preaching on the topic of Don't mind me, I'm just transitioning. Don't mind me, I'm just transitioning. And it is a transition season for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And recently, one of the biggest seasons that we are in is that school is in session if you are one of those people who have a heavy foot I encourage you to slow down because now there's cameras everywhere and I know there's people in this room that have got caught by cameras I am one of those people I swear I was not going what it said I was and you may not have a child in school or maybe you can't remember when you were a child in school And you can recall the busyness that happens in this season of life in this time of year. You may also recall all of the fun that's had while you sit in the pickup line. And when that child gets in your car or when that kid gets off the bus and walks into your house, it is a safe bet to believe that one of the first things that comes out of that kid's mouth is I am hungry. Some of you have been fighting that demon this week. I feel it. And as your child gets older, you realize the more they eat. And what filled them up five years ago no longer fills them up. Five years ago you could get a kid's meal and split it with the two but now it just don't work. Three years ago you graduated to an adult sized meal and you'd split that between the two but now that no longer fills them up because they are in a season of transition and what filled them up once will no longer fill them in today and what appeased their minds years ago will no longer keep their attention in today's society and as we look at Joshua 5 today we can see this theme throughout the chapter. It is a chapter of transition. Now I realize in today's society that transition has a different kind of meaning but I want to recover the definition of transition because our God is a God of transition. He wants to transition you from glory to glory to glory. He wants to transition you from where you are now to what fills you now will not fill you up tomorrow. He's a God of transition. And as you read this, you can see the transition of the children of Israel. They are leaving Egypt and they are on their way to what is known as the promised land. They are in transition. They are leaving a place of bondage and they are headed to a place of freedom. They are in transition. They are going where they've never gone before so they can see what they've never seen before and so they can do what has never been done before. They are in transition. Anybody ever feel like or maybe right now you are in a season of transition? Can anybody relate? You feel like you're transitioning in a relationship. You're transitioning in a career. You're transitioning in your faith because once you had a faith that was only ankle deep but now you are at that waist deep and now you are saying Lord I don't only want to be waist deep but I want you to transition me to where it's over my head whereas I am swimming in your anybody there this morning anybody feel like you were there where you are going where you've never gone before so you can see what you've never seen before and so you can do what you've never done before. See, as a pastor, I feel like legacy as a church is in a state of transition. We are not the same as we were five years ago. We don't worship like we did when we were in my living room five years ago. I don't preach like I did four years ago. We don't worship like we did four years ago. Why? Because we are in transition. Why? Because we are going to places we've never been before. So we can see things we've never seen before and so we can do things that we've never done before in a matter of fact I just feel like in this moment that we just need to take a 10 second praise break and thank God for where he's transitioning us to even though we cannot see it yet because I want to declare where we are headed is better than where we've ever been and better than where we are now and I declare glory is coming into the house Hallelujah. They are transitioning from bondage to freedom. They are in transition, not only from bondage to freedom, but they are in transition also in their leadership. When they came out of Egypt, Moses was leading them. But now here they are on the brink of the promised land and now Joshua is leading them. They are also in transition on how God is showing up for the season because when they were in Egypt, God showed up in the blood. Now here they are in the wilderness and God is showing up with manna. Everybody loves manna free food. You've heard me say it before. The word manna literally means, what is this? They stepped out one day and there was food. And they said, what is this? The word said, they were walking over it. I don't know about you, but I wish somebody would send some manna to my house. We went to Sam's last night, and on one week's budget, we spent two weeks' budget. It's the way that it's happening. And they were literally walking over this. Man, uh, and I've said before, I think they literally looked at it and bent down and said, Man, huh. Man, uh." because you know they spoke English back then. They are transitioning. They are in transition now because. In Egypt, God was showing up through the blood. And now here they are in the wilderness, and God is showing up through manna. God is a God of transition. He said, forget the old things because I'm about to do something new. He said, forget the former things. In other words, don't hang your hat on what I did 10 years ago. Don't because you've never seen a million dollar check don't think I can't give you a million dollar check right now he said forget about what it was like before COVID forget about what I was doing during COVID because what I'm about to do you've never seen it yet you've never experienced yet you've never felt what I'm about to do because why because I am transitioning you they are in transition and we we find ourselves being introduced to a new generation of Israel. I like this generation because they're a little bit crazy. They're an unusual generation. This is not the first generation that we saw being born in Egypt. No, no. These are not Egypt babies. No, no. They were not born in bondage. They were born in the wilderness. And whatever's born in the wilderness is just wild. (sighs) Any teachers got any kids that were born in the wilderness? (laughs) You got to transition them this year. They were born in the wilderness. They were they these are wilderness babies. These these are wild babies. They, I mean it's like they are like the modern day generation. Whenever I say generation I'm not talking about generation X or Z or Y or millennials whatever we're on this time. I'm talking about everybody that's alive. We're just one generation. They're like this generation that we live. In. The, these these wilderness babies, they're like the TikTok and the DoorDashers and the Uber Eatsers babies. These these are the babies that grew up with food in their refrigerator. They grew up; they just walked out, and there was food. I mean, they just grew. Whenever they were, it's like it's like the generation that we are in. They grew up before they could even walk. They had Jordans on their feet, and they cannot even walk. This is the generation that doesn't understand the good old days. They are wild because they are wilderness babies. They have no clue about bondage. They they've heard about it, but they've never. Seen it, why they were born in the wilderness. And when and whenever they take a moment, this is a wild generation because when they think about the goodness of God, the former generation would say, Praise ye the Lord. But this generation, they just holler and they scream and they get a little loud and they dance around. It doesn't take a lot for the wilderness generation to make some noise. The wilderness generation does not understand protocol. They don't They don't know when you come into a church. You don't look for somebody and say, oh, that's their seat. I can't sit there because sister so-and-so sits there every week. They just come up in the church and find a seat. The wilderness generation is not concerned with what they wear to church. They just literally get up and they put on whatever makes them happy. And they enter his gates with thanksgiving. And they come into his courts with praise. I don't know about you, but the church of today needs some wilderness people up in it. I said, I don't know about you, but the church needs some wild babies up in it. Legacy Church needs a generation of people who are just a little bit crunk. They're just a little bit wild. I wish somebody in the house, that I wish somebody would just testify. I'm a wilderness baby. I know how to get into his gates with thanksgiving. I know how to come into his courts with praise. Nobody's got to prime me. Nobody's got to pump me up. I don't need a cheerleader. I don't need a pep rally. All I got to do is think about his goodness. And when I start thinking about his goodness, I can't help but to get a little excited. These people are the Joshua generation. The Bible says, you know, to every good thing, there's something a little... And as good as this generation was, there was something that was holding them back. That means there was something where they could not get into the promises of God. They knew how to dance. They knew how to shuck and buck. (laughs) They had their Jordans. They had their manna, but something was holding them up from getting a breakthrough. Anybody ever been there? You've been in church all your life? You got the right shoes. You know all the songs. You've been to the table you've had the manna but it feels like something I cannot get into that promise I can't, I, can, I can see it but I cannot get in it they were and all of a sudden just as as much as they were gifted and as great as they were, they were uncircumcised. all the men just went ooh Spiritually, that means they were just a little rough around the edges. They were, they kind of stuck out. They were not, they were not as conservative as some of the others or as they should be. It's like a generation consumed with TikTok and Facebook yet they did not know the book. It's a generation that has more fans than followers. It's a generation that's consumed with outward things. I'm not talking about I'm talking about us. And God was trying to bring them in cause he knew this was the generation that was going to not only see it from afar, but they were going to walk in and declare, this is my promise. And God tells Joshua that before this generation can inherit the promised land, they've got to transition and they must be circumcised. In other words, they must be consecrated. Hmm. Consecrated. Don't sit well in this generation. Because the other word is holiness. And we've come to find out that holiness is not the length of your hair. Or if you wear pants into the house of the Lord. Because there are people living like hell that look like heaven. (laughs) There are people talking like Hell, that are dressed up like heaven. Consecrate yourself. Circumcision is not a decision that makes people shout. When they do shout, it's because it's painful. They're not, like, woo, circumcision. <laughs> Here I am, Lord, circumcise me. Circumcision is not a good opener (laughs) to overflow August. Circumcision. It's not a decision that people are eager to make. a matter of fact, circumcision a lot of times is, is a decision that somebody else made for you. Circumcision is painful. And there's some things you need to understand about circumcision today. Because circumcision in the spirit is the cutting away of dead weight. The thing that has been blocking your productivity... It's cutting away some things. So in other words, before you can inherit what God has for you, you've got to cut some things off. Before you can transition from a prayer to a promise, you've got to cut some people off. You've got to cut some organizations off you've got to cut some music off you've got to cut some mindsets off you've got to cut some people you've allowed in your ear and in your brain you've got to cut some off because in the overflow season you've got to understand everybody cannot ride with you in overflow everybody can't be your friend in overflow you've got to realize something that in this season that we are in you don't need to let everybody in your house you don't need to let everybody in your head but you've got to cut some things off because you never will get where you need to go carrying dead weight. The word said that after the circumcision the Lord told them to stay still until they healed. Staying still was a necessity for the transition. See one of the hardest things for wilderness babies to do. One of the hardest things for people, us, in this generation to do is stay still. I was listening to a little piece of a podcast that came across my social media account of someone I follow, someone I like to listen to. And I was getting angry listening to this Because he was saying how this generation of the workforce is changing jobs on the average every three years. (laughs) A generation that they don't understand longevity. They don't understand what it means to contend for the faith. They don't know the power of travailing and sticking it out because now you can see everything that everybody's doing and whenever you see somebody else moving, you want to move. Whenever you see somebody else buying a new car, you want to buy a new car. Whenever you see somebody else building a new house, you want to build a new house. Whenever you see somebody else at the beach, you get bitter and talk yourself into believing you've got the money to go do it too. Guilty giggles. But this generation needs to be reminded, stand Still, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still because so often we are so busy responding to haters. We are so busy responding to the critic, but we've got to learn. We've got to stand still until God moves it for us. We've got to stand still until we heal. So whenever we transition, we are ready to grab hold of it. Get this, he said, you need to circumcise them at this place of Gilgal. Gilgal means to roll, roll away. He said, you cut some things off, and as you cut those people off, as you cut that thing off, I will roll it away for you. You just got to make a decision. I'm cutting it off, and I'm going to roll it away for you. I don't know if you're getting it. You got to decide. You got to draw the line in the sand and say, I'm not going to those places anymore. I'm not hanging out with that crew anymore. I'm consecrating myself. You cut it off, and I will roll it away. The Lord spoke to them and said, this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. He said, I will roll the shame of Egypt away. And I don't know if this sticks out to you like it sticks out to me, but it's somewhat interesting that he just said, what happened in Egypt, I will roll it away. It's interesting because as I've been trying to depict to you, this generation was not born in Egypt. But he said whatever happened in Egypt I'm going to roll it away. Are you getting it? They were not born in Egypt, but Joshua speaks and says the reproach The shame of what happened to you in Egypt has been rolled away. You need to get this thing in your spirit this morning because this is so important. Because I want to speak this over Legacy Church this morning. Whatever happened to the generation before you is not going to happen to you. Whatever happened to your mama is not going to affect you. Whatever stronghold had your daddy... Brain is not going to have your spiritual impact. Whatever had a stronghold on grandma is not going to have a stronghold on you because God said, I am doing this not only for you, but I'm doing this for the generation before you. So they circumcised the people. He rolled the stuff away at Gilgal. And then we read, And we watch as they celebrate the Passover. Hmm. He rolled some stuff away. Now here we are at Passover. He rolled some stuff away. Now here we are at Passover. Passover. See, the Passover is when the stuff That should have killed you, passed over you. I said Passover is when the stuff that should have killed you, it just it passed over you. I said Passover is when the stuff that should have killed your family, but instead, because of the blood, it just passed over you. Where is the church that's thankful for the Passover? Where's the church that's thankful? There's still a Passover spirit for those who are consecrated. Tell your neighbor, I don't know about you, but there was some stuff that should have killed me, but God allowed it just to passed over me. That bullet should have killed me, but it passed over me. The drug should have taken me out, but it passed over me. COVID should have killed me, but it just passed over me. Cancer should have destroyed me, but bless God today. It just... Pass right over me. I should have been dead, but God allowed death just to pass right over me. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that I serve a God that will allow some stuff to pass right over me. He circumcised them. He rolled the shame away of their past. And I want to declare to you today, this is the last day that the shame of your past is going to be with you. This is the last day of what you walked in here with is going to be attached to your identity. They celebrated what God had allowed to pass over because this Passover started in Egypt. But these are wilderness babies. Can you get it? These wilderness babies, you know, the ones that are easy to get riled up. They're wild, a little crazy. They're not really conformed. It don't take much to get them on their feet. These wilderness babies, they are screaming and shouting over something that happened to somebody else. I'm going to say that again. They are screaming and shouting over something that happened to another generation because it's easy to shout for your own. But when's the last time you danced because of what God was doing for somebody else? It's easy to give thanks for what he's doing for you. But when's the last time you just stood up in an empty room and said, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing for them because I believe there's some wilderness babies in the room and God is transitioning You And you're just not going to praise God for what he's doing in your house. But you are about to start praising God for what he's doing at your neighbor's house. Can we just take 30 seconds and praise God for what he's doing for our neighbor? Come on, praise him for what he's doing for somebody else. Look at your neighbor and say, this is for you. I'm clapping for what he's doing for you. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm clapping for your marriage. I'm clapping for your children. I'm clapping for your offspring. From generation, that's what I'm clapping for. Because see, a sign that you are spiritually mature, a sign that you've transitioned to another level of glory, is when you can shout because somebody else got some stuff. They were circumcised. They were in transition. They celebrated Passover. They were in transition. They stayed there until they were healed. And the word said that one day we see another transition. Transition. They ate the produce of the land. And immediately, there's no more manna. No more baby food. No more handouts. If you want it, you got to go get it. You ever told your child that? You want it? Where's the money? You want them shoes? Where's your money? You want something to eat? Go make it for yourself. No more baby food. Because you've got to understand the significance of this because manna had been falling from the sky for 40 years. Can you imagine? Not buying groceries for 40 years. Not having to walk into Walmart for 40 years. Do it again, Lord. Not having to walk into Aldi and they ain't got half of what you want, so you gotta go to Food Lion. Do it again, Lord. Forty years. DoorDash, Uber Eats is not a new thing. It's what's happening in the Bible, y'all. God was the first DoorDasher. Forty years, they've been eating manna and all they had to do was roll out of bed, open the door, and there was food. God told them, every time you open up your tent, don't worry. There's going to be man. For 40 years, they've witnessed his faithfulness. For 40 years, they just stand outside with nothing on but a bathrobe. And they're looking, saying, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercy I see. All I have needed, I have provided. And now, God transitions them. And just like God, He don't tell them. He don't ask their opinion. He don't post a questionnaire on Facebook. What would you do? No, he don't give them vision. He don't give them revelation. They go out one day and there's no manna. Why did God stop the manna? Why does God stop giving the wild ones baby food? I got three things for you quick. This is it. One, the manna had to stop to mature them. Ben, help me out. Get this, a lot of the times when God stops something in your life, it's not for punishment, it's for progress. Sometimes when God stops a relationship, it's not so much for punishment, it's for your progress. Manna's baby food. They didn't have to work for it. But the manna had to stop to mature them. Because if we don't watch it, we will only worship when we can see it. Because if we don't watch it, if we're not careful, we will only give him praise only when he does something for us because if we are not careful we will be the kind of babies that will only praise him over stuff. We only praise him if we're told to. We'll only praise, we'll only shout when we're prompted. And if we are not careful we become a people that can only praise him when we feel like him. But I want to declare that God is transitioning a generation. Some people some people he's transitioning you because now you don't need to be coached to get behind the You don't need to be prodded to get in his presence. You don't need a people that when they take a moment, he's transitioning you. All you've got to do is get in an environment like this and you look back over your life and you cannot help but get excited. You cannot help but get a little wild. Everybody's looking at you like, oh, you need to calm down. You know, no, you don't understand. I'm in transition. I'm a wild baby now. I'm no longer conforming to the things of this life because sometimes God will end the manna to mature you. Number two, the, yes. The manna stopped so they would keep moving forward. Gilgal was great, y'all. Manna was everywhere. We love Gilgal. I mean how can you not love it it's the place where he was rolling things away he rolled, we cut it, he rolled it that sounds like drugs we'd be like we don't want no more of that that's fine I'm rolling it away I'm not walking into shame anymore that's fine I'm going to roll it away I'm not dealing with depression anymore I hear you, child. I'm rolling it away. Who would like living in Gilgal? God, can we just stay where we are at? I mean, look, Lord, the building is full right now. It's lovely. It's great. It's wonderful. But as wonderful as Gilgal is, it was just a stop, it was not their destiny, it was a pit stop not the last stop because God had promised them i have taken you to a land flowing with milk and honey and I don't see milk and honey here so this is not my destiny and sometimes God has got to stop the manna so you will keep moving sometimes he's got to stop the manna so you'll go where you've never gone before so you can see things you've never seen before so you will do things you've never done before because as long as you've got food on your table you'll never be hungry as long as mama keeps feeding you you'll never be hungry I'm going to upset some 20 year old as long as you let them live there for free they'll never leave your house you're free today revelations flowing in this place this morning As long as you feed them, they'll keep coming back. Sometimes he's got to stop the manna. Because as long as manna's on the ground, you'll never have a desire to move on to something greater. As long as manna's on the ground, you'll never have a desire to keep going. Number one, the manna stopped to mature them. Number two, the manna stopped to keep moving them forward. And number three, the manna stopped so they would have to go out and get it for themselves. Come on, stand with me right now.